Good morning, afternoon, and evening, Supercoach Elites. Welcome back to another Supercoach Elites podcast, proudly sponsored by the Patreons at patreon.com forward slash SC Elites and our mates over at Elite Breaks. Hit them up on Facebook and Instagram or head over to elitescards.com.au. My name's Corey, and as always, alongside me is the Bombs Express. Choo choo! That's right, Corey, the Bombs Express is back. And I actually like the old Corey, so today I'm, I'm going to be. Not only upbeat at the start, but upbeat the whole way through as we uh, continue to pile through all these teams. But before we do that, where can listeners find us on social media? Plenty to offer. They can find us on Twitter and Patreon at SC Elites. Uh, find us on Facebook, iTunes, and SoundCloud at Supercoach Elites. And Bob, so I'm just going to give a bit of a selfless plug here to the uh, Patreon and the Discord because it's been a while. We, we kind of drop it at the... Top of the pod and, you know, at the end of the pod and don't really talk about it. But the Discord that we got going for that is absolute banger. It's awesome. It's really popping now as things are heating up. Like, the Supercoach talk is really starting again. I know you're posting your teams and things like that. It is the only place where you can see admin teams. And with such a strong admin staff that we've got that compete in both, you know, draft, league, and overall, you kind of get that mixed bag for everything. So if you are thinking about joining... Uh, the Patreon, and, and you know, want a little bit more in-depth advice from us rather than just the potties, and definitely head over to patreon.com forward slash SC Elites and um, join if you if you need to know how, just hit the, uh, inbox us on Facebook or Twitter and we can send you the link, but um, yeah, you love a chat in there, that's for sure, you you get around, the, get around the, the people a bit, you give it out, they give it back, and always good. I can see you just oh, wow, it is. message to them all right now. Well, that's exactly. I just thought, well, while on you, Corey, while the podcast is going, Mikey, I thought I might just roll up a couple of them, Corey. Might just uh, stitch a few of them up, and uh, well, we all we can all guess it, who I'm doing that with. <laughs> couple of new faves. Couple of new faves. That's yeah. right. No, no, well, no. Look, it is, it is fun here, Corey. That's nah, always good. But we do have the Hawkers here, mate. A podcast. Mm-hmm. I think we're gonna talk about quite a bit because they offer a lot. I mean, obviously, Sam Mitchell taking over. The rain's now full-time, so we expect he'd probably bleed a little bit of youth. Um, and we've got a lot to talk about, so here, let's head across to the cash cows, mate. Who are you looking at? Well, you know, this is the hardest thing, because with Mitchell taking over, I'm just... There's a couple of players now where I'm just like, I'm not too sure, and I reckon we're just going to have to wait till we see a bit more to work out, okay, which of the uh, which of the young guys are you going to give a game to and all the rest of it. Um, so... Look, there's there's one that I've heard just a couple just a couple of small whispers about here, Corey. Sam Butler. Now he's a mid forward, right? Hundred and seventeen K. And I just think they're crying for for someone like this. Um just just to come into the team because I think they've used you know, they tried, you know, players like Brockman and you know, you know, these guys we yeah. kinda of had the last year or so. I just I'm not convinced on any of them. And I just reckon yeah, Sam Mitchell is just going to be fresh eyes. It's just going to be, I think it's going to be a bit of fresh blood through various kind of positions. So um, Sam Butler's one to watch out for. And I think the the other one, I'll let you go with maybe someone that's a little more experienced. But the other one is um, Sarong, and that's the, the Freer one's brother. Um, now, when it comes to him, he's, he's going to be interesting because he's a lot taller. Okay, so he's a bit of a utility. So I'm not actually sure where he's going to sort of settle himself into the team. But it's going to be interesting to see whether he gets used because they've gotten rid of Segler, okay? 
Um, I think we can safely say that Kaczynski and uh, and what's the other mate's name down there? Mitch Lewis. Mm-hmm. I actually rate Mitch Lewis pretty highly. Yeah. You think maybe they might get a, a stronger kind of crack at it too? I just wonder if someone like Jai Strong might be the third string there. You know, they've kind of got Gunston who's kind of, you know, been floating around, but he's, you know, 32. He pretty much was told, yeah, you know, we're going to look to sort of try trade you and Bruce and, and all the other ones. So I just think something's going to happen. Something's going to reinvigorate this team. And Sam Mitchell just seems like one of these guys. It reminds me a little bit of when Nathan Buckley took over Mick Moldes, where he's just going to say, no, nah, now this is my team. My team yeah. You know? And he just really wants to kind of put his stamp on it. So I just think there might be some bad things happening with a, a couple of those Hawthorne legends, but it might produce some uh, some opportunity for some other players like Sarong. Yeah, yeah. Young Sarong is... Not too bad. That's a good shout. So, a couple of others to keep on your radar. Um, little Saunders. Reminds me a lot of um, Sammy Mitchell as well. Been in the system for a year now. Um, I think you've got to keep an eye on Josh Ward, who is up on that kind of pricier end of the scale too, but should probably get a debut at some stage this year. I, I appreciate you leaving me, uh, Mr. Finney McGuinness. Uh, Big mm. Finn, there's massive raps in this kid. He's a father-son, taking pick 29. Uh, did play a game last year, I think two games last year, didn't he, uh, Finn McGuinness? Might have actually been three, to be honest. Um, we got him at 143k. They love this kid at, uh, at Hawthorne Land. There's massive raps on a forward mid that we've got here at 147,000. One that I expect to play round one, to be honest, too. I think he'll be in this Hawthorne yeah. team come round one, and I think we're going to have a bit of a jet... I think he's going to be a pretty good scorer. Now, I'm not expecting massive scores, um, but he's one that I, I, I'm, from all reports and you know reading a couple of things on the Hawthorne Footy Club, might even get a little bit of time up and around the ball as well. He played on Marcus Pontepelli last year, actually, believe it or not. And um, in that game, 70 of his 10 touches were contested. So he didn't get a, a shit ton of the pill, but he was in there. Another preseason under his belt. And all reports down at uh, Hawthorne Land at the Golden Brown is that Finn McGuinness is going to be the man to kind of lead him into that promised land again under Sammy Mitchell. So, massive raps on Finny. Good name, Finn McGuinness. Um, yeah, definitely have him in your team and get ready for him to debut round one. He won't debut, but he should be there round one. I'll tell you, the, the uh, sorry. you've called him... You know, almost like a, you, you've pronounced him almost like a saviour. You know, he's going to lead them to the promised land. He's going to oh, lead our teams to the promised land as well. Jesus Christ, Corey. That, that is a huge shout. My God, I don't think he's going to be that good. But um, he'll probably average 60 if that for the year, I reckon. Uh, but, I think he I mean, might be up playing, around the 100 mark in McGuinness. Yeah. I reckon, look, if he's playing, oh, I think he'll have no time. choice. Like, it's only 20 grand. It's only 20 grand above, you know, your basement price, guys. So... Um, for me, if he's there around one, yeah, I'll find a way for sure to get he him into my lineup. He will be. Will be. Don't even worry about it. If buts, maybe I've given you. Round one. Round one's yeah, super much for us. Put it in. I've just written that in now. Thank you. There you yeah, go. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. Um, your value pick, mate? You know, there's a couple because I'll leave the obvious one to you, Sicily, Corey. But I think the one thing we can, I'm actually very confident on um with Sam Mitchell coming back to the helm is uh is his love for James Warple. Now, this bullshit about James Warple becoming a tagger, you know, playing this fucking role that he just wasn't meant to play. I just got I've just got a sense that Warple is just 
going to just go to triple figures this year, to be honest. Now, it's not going to be enough. Is he mid or is he deep? Yeah, mid He's mid only. Sorry. Yeah, mid only. 399. Fuck, yeah, 399. Now, yeah, I just. Now, he fits in the category of being unders because what's he priced at? Uh, what did he average last year? I don't even know. What will that take into 80 odd? Probably yeah. not even. 73 and a half. That is potentially 30 point unders, but I reckon comfortably, you know. He'll get to 90, I reckon, this year. So be like one of those draft sliders, I reckon, that you can, you know, get get in there pretty late. That'll round out your midfield pretty nicely. And, um, yeah, for me, James Warple will uh, certainly another prized player. Now, you mentioned him, it's James Sicily. I think this is a no-brainer. I think anyone trying, <coughs> anyone not picking Sis in their team is trying to be too cute. Well, that's probably a bit harsh. There are look, there are the worrying signs. The one worrying sign with James Sicily is that you know in the last what four years he's only played over twenty games. Sorry, five years now because he didn't play last year. He's only played over twenty games once. You know, coming off that major ACL, uh, that being 19, 14, 22 and twenty nineteen, um, and eleven last year. The, the, when we go back to that 2019 year, we have a look at that average on, on a whole. I don't think it's a good way to look of it, look at it because there was too much of that forward kind of, you know, let's go see what Sicily's like as a forward. Um, this is a man that when he's out on the park consistently racks up between that 90 to probably 140 uh, when he's playing down back in defence. He's so good at intercept marks. It is a no-brainer at the price we're getting him. You're not paying five thirty or five forty, where you, you know this is a questionable pick. You're paying four fifty for a bloke who could finish this season as an easy top six. So I just think it is a no-brainer. Coming off the ACL, yeah, so be it. The one thing that I think with Sam Mitchell now compared to Clarko is Clarko had the runs on the board. Clarko can try that kind of shit and get away with it because it is Clarko. Sis has to come in. I mean, uh, Mitchell has to come in and say, look, Sisley. You know, skipper, you're going to go down back. You're going to be behind the ball. You're going to do what you need to do. You know, and and, and that's the thing. Sis will be a defender and a top scorer around eight of 164, 149 before that, 132 before that. He had the 44 against the Giants, which, correct me if I'm wrong, was that where he got hurt or he went forward, one of the two? Um, this is Not 2001, sure. uh, mind you. And then the 114. 2001. 90, 96, yeah, because he didn't play like, Sorry, 2000. I was going to say, well, he's seven years old. Yeah. Uh, I meant 2021 too, by the way. I know. Yeah, yeah, I'm a bit of a shock up, but 2020. You know, so what is that? That's an, you know, eight-week sample of data just before the injury happened where bar the 44, he was averaging 130-odd. You know, has the next couple, goes down, it's completely done. We talk about the kick-ins. He's got a long uh, launch of the ball. How does he come back from an ACL? That's always a question. But I just think players like James Sisley, he, he's confident. He's got white line fever. He'd be itching to get out there. And I, I just don't understand the case that people will make not to pick him. Yeah, neither do I. I mean, the, the only thing that we don't know is how he's going to line up in the same back line as uh, Cheng Kwok Jeff yeah. last year's, uh, I guess, uh, flavour, if you like. There was a lot of teams that sort of like him with how he started off the year but I mean Sis comes back in, back into the team Sis resumes that role and Sis doesn't play forward point not in my opinion anyway with um but particularly yeah yeah 100% so um I mean he was picked day one for me he's been a, a defender number four since day one and I, I don't see how at any stage of this preseason that 
changes. You know, this is funny. I reckon this is the first time, without actually really talking to each other, that we picked our defences and come in and had the exact same defence. There's normally like, we normally have yeah, two probably. different. Yeah. Um, I don't like it. It's scary. Why? We've gone uh, the same ports. You're just like shit at Supercoach, but so I'm just like, <laughs> right. Yeah, no, you're shocking. Uh man, Tom Mitchell, yeah. I'll tell you what. Um now people will disrespect this pick, Corey. Six hundred and thirty K that a Tom Mitchell the only thing the only thing that scares me here is what sort of what sort of, you know, impact is Sam Mitchell gonna have on Tom Mitchell? You know what I mean? The only thing I can think of that would suggest I guess that he's not going to ruin him in terms of Supercoach output is that Dan Mitchell's going to want as many wins on the board as possible and I don't see how he does that without Tom Mitchell uh, purely in the guts. Tom Mitchell can't play forward pocket. He can't play in the halfback flank. Like Again, that's a positive. I wouldn't have thought he's going to be affected by the new coach. You know what he averaged after the bye last year, Corey? Probably a lot because I remember him just doing a... 128.6. Yeah, that, that, that's going back like three years ago, whenever it was that he won the Brownlow, where he averaged 130. Yeah. So if that's what we're getting back from Tom Mitchell, and don't forget, I mean, he's come off that you know double break within the leg and, and all that kind of stuff. But this is a guy who's, for the majority of the preseason, sat in at midfielder number three um, in my lineup here, yeah, Corey. And I'm just so, yeah, I'm just so comfortable we with were, him there. We were talking about it, I think yesterday, the day before, I was talking about that Petrarca factor. The the one person I wanted to get Petrarca to was Tom Mitchell. And right now, in yeah. my team, I'm just trying to figure out, like, and I can't figure out, like, every time I take, you know, one of those rookies down or downgrade, I'm just like, oh, no, no, we kind of want the back. I'm trying to figure out how I get that, you know, 30 grand, 40 grand to get Tom Mitchell. And yeah. I'm at that point even now where I'm like, fuck, maybe, maybe it's McRae. You know what I mean? Like, I know you don't have McRae. I'm like, but maybe it's McRae that becomes Titch because I do remember how good he was. I remember people started bringing him in. I remember him dominating. He finds the ball. He's so good at it. Uh, young kids out there. The I know. tackles. Yeah, they don't. Don't forget the tackles. Oh, that's it. They don't listen to this podcast. But if you're gonna if you're gonna watch any player before a, a game before they start playing with a pre-game routine and and how much they kind of get their mind into the game for it's Tom Mitchell. He just eats, sleeps, breathes football and just wants to be the best out there. He's done a great job at getting where he is. I mean, the double break was just shocking. But Supercoat, he's... I really think this is harsh because of the price difference. Like I'm more comfortable picking Titch than I am Jack Steele. And it's because they they're very they do very similar things. Like, they tackle. They get, but I just think Titch is better at getting the ball. You know, it's... Mm. Like, I just... I love the Titch pick. I just can't figure out how to get it at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've been riding it for a while. Yeah, and I just I think people will hear this. People will hear this. 128.6 after the buy. Mm. People what, will hear that and they'll be like... What's your at the moment? Uh, so, Jack Steele, who, to be honest, I'm looking for someone else other than Jack Steele because I don't want him heading my midfield. But, yeah. And then Oliver, Titch, Walsh, Neil. Yeah. Fuck, that's deep. Oh, that's right. Uh, no, how did you do that? I've only got the one ruck, unlike you. I don't have any rucks. Have you, got, have you only got oh, two shit. forwards, don't you? Uh, I've only got Duncan and the goalie up front. Yeah, now. okay, that's where it is. Fuck, maybe that's it. Maybe I'll fuck off to the English. <laughs> but do you know why I haven't fucked off? Mitchell. You know why I haven't fucked off Tim English yet? 
Why? Because I'm we just have another dogs podcast. Yeah, correct. I'm just like hanging to get to the dogs <laughs> podcast and just saying I've still got Tim English in my side. So, um, but let's just look at this, right? So before the bye, he was averaging 105, which isn't great. Yeah. All right, but double knee break, you know. Come just have a look at how he comes back after this, mm. man. 134, 114, 118, 110, 131, 171, 111, 132, 150, 117, 127. The ultimate professional. How old is he? Man, it's just 28. so... Those numbers, man. Like, you just look at that. It's just like... Like, he's yeah, got... And, and, yeah, he wouldn't be 30 yet. Yeah, yeah, 28. So, he's got... You know, he's got... He could genuinely average 130. Good born same year as me. He could end the year as the number one midfielder. Easy. The only mm-hmm. difference between me and Titch is I'm in better shape. Other than that, we're both absolutely fucking agree at what we do. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh my god! Um, and mine's the same, Tom Mitchell, without a doubt. It's uh, like I said, it's the one player at the moment that I don't have that it's kind of eating me up that I don't have. I would. It's only owned by sixteen percent of teams. It's low. You know why though? Because I think it's at the same token. Like I think people are grabbing Walsh at the same price, or they're going up. Yeah, so Walsh at thirty-two percent, and then Jack Steele and McRae. You know, 45 and 42, it's, respectively. It's actually funny. Like, I think Titch is almost underpriced compared yeah. to the rest of them. Yeah. Yeah. I think, like, I think, to be honest, like, even if Titch averages, like, kind of, like, 130, that's 640 price tag. Like, you're not really going to be buying him much less than that, no, in my opinion. But, you know, there's potential for McRae or Steele to be buying them 100k under what they're currently valued at as well. Especially so like Steele, it... I reckon Steele's susceptible to a game. You'd, you'd say McRae probably is too, just because of the team that's there. Um, Titch got some fucking pretty good matchups to begin with as well, like teams that he loves to score big on. What's he got, Collingwood? Uh, he's got North, Port, and Carlton. I mean, last time he played North, it was only a 76, but before that was a 143. Port, he's averaging 122 against them in the last two, and Carlton, he's averaging 155 against them in the last two games. <laughs> like, yeah, that's massive. Yeah. Then he comes into St Kilda, where you'll probably get a little bit more pressure. Geelong, Sydney, Melbourne, Essendon, and Richmond. He, plays he averages Collins 133 on Carlton in his eight games career. He averages 133 on them. That's and that's huge. the week league games will start, round three, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so you've got potential VC against Carlton. Yeah, he's got a top score of 192 against him. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's a freak, man. He's a freak. And I just think he's going to do good things again this year. <laughs> yeah, strongly agree. I love it like projected score. He's not projected to score under 100 all year. It's fucking good ass. Um, yeah. Does touch it 35 times a game. Obviously that doesn't... And that's the thing. He just keeps touching the ball. He doesn't stop touching it. Like, he's ever. tackling. Doesn't stop... Marking, I don't know. It's a great pick. Yeah. Um, your do not touch. I can win. Um, yeah. Oh, man, you can throw a blanket up anyone, but anyone even half contemplating wing guard. Yeah, that was mine. Please don't touch. <laughs> and I'm usually on the spruker for wing guard. Yeah, aren't I? Oh, I fucking hate the dickhead. He, he ended the year in the midfield. He did as well. And he ended. He actually played all right last year. I'll give him that because he's a fucking downhill skier and actually hate it. Big but time. the forward mid, it's it's no different to that Toby Green chat the other day. It's, you just don't. Yeah. You don't. You, you let it go. You pick it at the end. Like if you, if you somehow manages to keep going, and then obviously if, if he uh, if he averages what he did 
in the last five. Do you know how underpriced he is, Corey? Yeah, what he averaged in the last five. He was good last well, year. Well, what do you reckon he averaged in the last five? Which is, by the way, you're talking 110. Yeah, keep going. Yeah, so 117. Not bad. <laughs> Ended the year in the last five, averaging 117. Ridiculous, you man. Get that no, you know you're not going to get that. No, no. Because he didn't score, uh, apart from the last five games, he didn't have another ton for the, like an earlier in the year. <laughs> yeah. Um, your DVP? Oh, you can't touch that. Um, yeah, this one here was more difficult because we're not. There's gonna. I think there's gonna be a lot because I think there's gonna be a lot of kind of positional changes that that end up happening. But yeah. to tell you who they're gonna be right now, I'm I'm a little bit lost on which one they're gonna be. But I reckon Gunston isn't gonna end the year as a forward only. That's for sure. I think he will. He'll be used in another role. I'm just not sure what role it's gonna be at this point. But I mean, you talk about value players. He he even is a little bit valued at three fifty five k. Like yeah. he'll, he'll probably average eighty. The season comfortably. You know another one. I mean, they, they, they just lost Seg. Like it just depends. I, I you assume Big Boy's going to go straight to the ruck here, yeah? but they went. They wow, went pretty hard Reeves. at Collingwood. Oh yeah, Big Reeves as well. They went pretty hard at Collingwood for Max Lynch too at two hundred seven yeah. k. So it's obviously an area that they they think that they need to almost invest in. So mm. it'll well, be Big Boy is pretty old. Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting come start of the season. You know, especially during this preseason with a new coach, to see this Reeves versus fucking Lynch battle leading up to the start of the season and and what happens there because we could have we could have another two hundred and seven k you know Ruffin. I don't reckon Lynch is going to get games with that for that mob. I don't think Lynch will really play too much AFL to be honest, but yeah, that's what I meant. Got to throw it up. The- the other one, I'll just quickly touch on, because I know we're nearing the end here, but Will Day, also tremendous value at 340s. I've seen a couple of teams with him, to be honest. Oh, I actually don't mind. Like, I yeah, don't hate that one, just, because this is... I love Will Day. Yeah. Is it just a worry, you know, like, fucking how many people can they play down back? Yeah, but I think... Especially with Sis like, coming in. Yeah. But Will Day did debut the year Sicily had a good year as well. Like, we averaged over 100 with Will Day in the team. Chung, Guacura, sorry, man, I can't remember. CJ, I'll just come back because I can't really pronounce his name. Um, he wasn't in the lineup. Just be a racist BT, like BT doesn't call just, him CJ because yeah, he doesn't have any respect just, just another one that I reckon, you, you talk about these draft sliders, you know, you're picking up Gunston, like, you'll put 80s on the board. You, you look at Will Day, Will Day will average 80, I reckon, comfortably this yeah. year too. Like, their players, particularly... Teams aren't sorting out there, you know, I'm going to pick this guy before this guy, you know, before your drafts and all that sort of shit, yeah. so they're a fair way down. Man, you could be uh, you could be shitting in a few draft leagues by rounding out your team with players like that, I reckon. Almost, it's probably, you could almost make the same case for, like, a Wingard and an MP and those kind of things, you know. Like you, can Wingard, get... you know Wingard's over 500k. Yeah, I know, but, like, on the draft board, you know, I mean, I know if I'm getting there, I'm like, I'm like fuck it, I'm not picking Wingard. Yeah. You'd yeah. probably just take Gunston at that point. Like, I'll probably average quite some more. Literally. Uh, and, and you get Gunston a lot for... Probably you get Gunston a lot further down on a draft board than Wingard, too. Mm, uh, outlandish true. statement? Um, well, Tom Mitchell to go a career-high average this year. Now, let's have a look at what he, what would his career-high average be, Corey. What year, 30, his, wasn't it? what year was his... What year was his brand year? 2018... You know? 
Well, it's about 18 because 19 is in play. So 2018, yeah, 129.1. Yeah. So that's going to be a 130. So Tom Mitchell averaged 133. I'll book him in for a brown later. <laughs> he still this, won't beat well. This is incredible. 2015 through to 2021, 20, yeah. 104, 104 is averages. 104.5, 104, 118.9, 119.1, 113.5, 117.2. And you already spoke about it. It was 130 at the back in the last year. And even better in this games played 17 that first year. 22, 22, 22, 17, 22. Without the leg break, you're durable as hell. That is just. Fuck me. That, yeah. If that does not scream, just pick me. Yeah. Like, it's good. 29 this year in his prime, 150 games. Oh, He's fuck me. I've got to tear my team apart and get Tom Mitchell in. And the worst part is is we're going to do, what are we talking about? Is it, uh, fuck, what comes first? North Melbourne tomorrow. So the day after we're talking Melbourne. And I want Petrarca. Yeah, and I'm not, Petrarca's not coming out of our team, I don't think, because I wanted that talk that you just had then, having a look at Petrarca's numbers the other day. Ugh, fucking hell. I'm going to end up with Petrarca. Fuck me dead, I don't know what to do. I'm done with Supercoach. Fuck it, finish the potty there. How do we finish the potty talking about Tom Mitchell and I just fucking now like have major depression? Oh, <laughs> 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 well, let us survive and bombs myself on the Patreons at patreon.com forward slash SC Elites. Peace out and thank you for listening. <laughs>